Um, my father actually is the man who invented the buffalo wings, and so uh-huh. he's starting to get credit for that, and they starting to it's starting to be all over the news and papers awesome. and the museums and things like that. And um, so yeah, I'm just you know I think I'm gonna start writing about how I grew up and uh, um, the things that went on with me and my father. So I, I definitely need to um, put that on paper in a book. <laughs> definitely. So I definitely need to get with you on that for sure. <laughs> and I would love to be your guide to help you uh, put that story into motion uh, in the forms of a book. Uh, long overdue, I'm sure, and uh, excited for you just for uh, thinking in that direction and not only sharing your part in that, but also shining light on your dad, you know, and, and giving mm-hmm. him the recognition that, uh, you know, that, that he so well deserves. So. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Excited to hear that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I um, would encourage me. I started thinking more about it. Is um, thinking about the last time you was on my show, and you mentioned, and I actually um, used that as a part of my advertisement. Um, how you spoke about you want to put it put it in a book somewhere so it can always be, um, you know, it can generate people can read about it gener- for generations. And that's so, right. Um, Yep, and that's so important. I mean, it really struck something in in my heart when I when I listened to that episode, and I was like, you know what, I need to do the same thing, um, because if um if my sister wouldn't have kept that thing going with my father's name, and um and his wife um at the time when he passed away, um it he probably would have name would have probably vanished out there. So, um, I think mm-hmm. it's important that they need to know about you know this man and um. So, yeah, I really um, thought about that after, um, like I said, I listened to that episode last week. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for for sure. You know, so many of us, you know, we live this uh, life and we don't realize how valuable we are or how valuable what we have uh, left here on this earth is and and it's going to be and how it can impact uh, generations to come. And so one of the ways you can live this life and leave something here that is so valuable is in the form of a book because uh, the books don't have a, a expired date. Expiration date. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. our, our, yeah, you know our, our lives, you know, we live uh, for a moment here and then we die and they put us over into a, a grave in a cemetery or whatnot. And uh, people may seem to forget about us, but, you know, I'm reading books from people who are were great, and they left some great information uh, here on this earth for us to enjoy, even long after they're gone. And so, you know, I want to be that influential, and I want to leave that impact here on earth. So not only, right. you know, the people who are here in this uh, season with me to enjoy uh, my voice or to be able to hear my voice, but even in years Long after I'm gone, my voice is still mm-hmm. here and impacting lives in a way that, uh, you know, there's only one us. <laughs> there's only one exactly. us. No matter who comes uh, after, you know, there will never be another voice like yours or never be another voice like mine. And so you want to be able to leave that here on earth to impact generations, mm-hmm. not only uh, uh, for your family and your legacy, but also for, for others who are who are looking for someone to, um, you know, speak to their soul, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Ms. Antrees, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, if you're married and you have kids, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm married uh, to Leonard Smith. Uh, I have two daughters uh, of my own. Uh, we are a blended family. He has three sons. Uh, they're all adults and adult teen mm-hmm. in their own <laughs> way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, very intelligent kids. So we've been blessed in that sense of the uh, word. Um, I'm an educator. So uh, much of what I do uh, is influenced through uh, education. So uh, just, just helping not only the people in my community to dream and to uh, put their dreams into action, but also children with special needs. 
allowing them the opportunity to understand that even though there are limitations that you have, those limitations do not stop you from becoming any and everything that you desire to become in life. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I have a background, a nursing background, a medical background. Uh, so I have been a licensed nurse for over 26 years now, and uh, I just yeah. transitioned into education uh, a little over about 12 years ago. So it's, it, it, it's all working together in one way or another so that, um, you know, I'm just helping others uh, make their dreams or aspirations become a reality. And so um, this is why I do what I do, why I write the books that I write, why I mentor, and why I use my uh, public speaking platform to uh, just allow people uh, a voice to know that they can do and be and become anything that they set out to do and be and become in their life. Right. Well, why I'll tell you, Ms. Uh, Ms. Antricia, you you got a, you're a woman with plenty of hats for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, you stay busy all the time. <laughs> yes, I stay productive. But I love I like it, to use the word productive. You know, uh, uh, I, I don't want to do anything that is uh, not yielding uh, fruit or results. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I I look at myself as being a, a, a tree uh, with uh, many fruit, and uh, we want those fruit to be uh, delicious, and we want it to be valuable, and we want it to produce more fruit as time goes on. So, yeah, I, I, I do like to stay productive. I, I want to do things. I, when, when I leave this earth, I don't want to leave here full of hopes and dreams and what I should have done still in me. When I leave this earth, I want to leave empty. I want to leave it all here. And so I, I have many talents, and so I, I, um, I'm not afraid to uh, tap into those talents and learn new things and see what uh, I can produce from that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I have many hats, many, many hats, <laughs> many talents, and uh, I try to exercise that in one way or another uh, in the things that I do. Right. It's crazy because um, one of my old mentors used to say, do you know how many people took their um, goals and dreams to their grave? And that mm-hmm. always stuck in my mind. <laughs> like it's so many, it's been so many talented people that wasted their talents and never even started their goals and dreams. And so Absolutely. that's so powerful. It's a powerful thing for him to say to me, but it's a powerful thing to hear you saying that you want to leave it here. Now, you don't want to take it, it with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not wow. going to be in front of me anything or anybody else anything in the grave. So, you know, we want to leave it here and tap into it. And, you know, fear <laughs> is one of the uh, greatest obstacles in our way. You know, we, we, we use that fear or we listen to what people say we can or cannot do. And so we're conditioned mm-hmm. to uh, strength back in our own power and in, the, in our own abilities. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to be that. And so I feel like right. people can see me. Here in my little town, coming from nothing, a product of a single-parent family and a product of poverty, if they can see me out here learning and pressing my way through to uh, become uh, any and everything that I set out and aspire to be, I believe that that's motivation enough to allow anybody a chance to see that they can do it. And regardless of what obstacles stand in our way, you know, Mm-hmm. By applying ourselves and 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 staying focused on whatever our goals are, they can and will be obtained. And so, I think that's important. Yes, I love it. Yes, ma'am, it it really is very important. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, like, what what um what encouraged you to start even telling your story? Was it something that triggered you to? start this journey off or was it someone that you ran into? What was it that um, triggered you to start this journey to do some of the things that you're doing, like 
sharing your story and helping other people? Well, one of the things, uh, first and foremost, most is that I have daughters. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to see my daughters trapped behind the secrets of their trauma for the rest of their life. So I, I, I really looked at my life of what it was uh, and, and, and truly, you know, even as an adult and raising my uh, kids, many of the decisions that I made up into a certain point in my life were based upon the traumas of my past. And so that can be mm-hmm. a hindrance. And so um, I, I, it, it's almost like the light bulb goes off. You wake up one day and you realize there has got to be more to life than what I'm living and that's the point that I got to. I was looking at uh, my life. I'm looking at the life of my kids and how my life and the decisions that I made have impacted my uh, young ladies. And I wanted something different. So from generation to generation in uh, my life, the women are single parents and they're raising these kids and we're living in poverty and, you know, we're working these uh, jobs and we're going to church and in and, and these religious, religious organizations trying to uh, tap into this abundant life that they preach to us and tell us about. And I felt like I was doing so many things right, but I could not understand what was keeping me from that abundance that I have heard about all of my life. And so um, I began to uh, seek out. Uh, answers for where I was, how I got here in this place, and not only that, but how to overcome. And Mm -hmm. we look for these answers sometimes in the religious settings, uh, but we know that even in religious settings, we're still uh, communicating and connecting with human uh, people who are human. And I know that it has to be something greater than this human nature. And so I just begin to seek it out for myself. I begin to read. I begin to uh, search scripture to really try to understand how to tap into the abundance, how to recreate me, how to overcome the trauma and really live a life that is abundant and satisfying and that is not restricted or limited by fear or by what others think um, I can do or or what I, um, you know, limit myself, you know, even in my own thinking, being that we're conditioned even from birth. So, uh, yeah, I just began to search that out. And once I began to get answers and began to um, recreate myself, I thought, you know, I'm not the only one stuck in the trauma Mm -hmm. of my past, living in shame, living in fear, afraid of what other people uh, would think when they know the real me or uh, a product of what I've become and all of that. So I I begin to put it in the pages of a book, and I begin to share what it's really like to um, renew your mind on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And and this is where it, it, it all boils down to, you know, we hear that, in our religious organizations and institutions to renew your mind daily, but they never really tell us how we do that. How is it that we renew our mind? How is it that uh, we live a life uh, of discipline and a life of uh, worthiness? And and so once I began to uh, understand, I began to put it in the most childlike, simple form that anyone can understand. Anyone can understand what it is and what it takes to renew your mind, what it takes to put good things into your uh, body as far as in the medias and the things like that that you're taking in so that you're able to produce better fruit and that abundance in your life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so, yeah, I can say that my, my girls, you know, just wanting and desiring a better life for them, and not only them, but other young women and uh, women that I've seen trapped in 
uh, their traumas for years, uh, good people just not able to overcome, not really uh, thinking enough of themselves to know that they can uh, become any and everything that they want to do and putting their dreams on hold for their uh, families to raise their kids and supporting everybody else's dreams and allowing their dreams to just uh, be dreams and never become reality. You know, I wanted something different. It, 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 mm-hmm. We're in a new century, <laughs> you know, a time to where we don't have any excuses when you look at it. And so uh, it's important to me to see other uh, young women fulfill their hopes and live out their best life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, when you help one, some of the women that you talk to, um, if you know, without, of course, without sharing names, and they share their stories with you, what kind of things have you learned that um, that kind of um, triggered them to have um, the impact on their past and present relationships? Like, what kind of things have um, some of the women shared with you um, that help that you helped them, um, you know, change, you know, the way they treat their relationships that they have today from their past relations, past traumas, I should say. Well, uh, one of the things, you know, um, most are guilty of, I I guess, so to speak, the way to put it, is that uh, when they are hurt and when they have been traumatized, uh, when we have undealt with baggage, that baggage Mm -hmm. tends to drag out in other uh, areas of our life, of the relationships that we have. And so mm-hmm. that is uh, one of the things that uh, many of the women share the most is that they keep running up against uh, the same kind of man or the same type of relationship right. or the same type of dissatisfaction in their life. And so many of which, because when we're traumatized, we're, we, we are conditioned to silence of that trauma, many of them do not realize the source of which they keep running up against the same thing. And so mm-hmm. in the work that I do with women, I try to um, help them understand that we are, you, the you in the relationship is the, uh, the, the factor in all your relationships. You cannot escape you. And so until you're able to, Uh, expose the trauma until you're able to give what you've been through a voice and to look at the you in the relationship, then you're not going to be able to overcome and to uh, obtain or to get that satisfaction out of the relationship that you seek for you. And And so that's one of the main things, you know, we can see, the fault of other people. We can see that we, no matter what we do, we, we always come up and this is our end result. It's hard to see us sometimes. It's hard to uh, realize how we ourselves impact and influence uh, the relationship. And so we try to go about trying to change everything and everybody and every dynamic, but until we really tap into us and that um, attraction or that um, factor that keeps us in our decisions that we're making, you know, we're, we, we keep bumping up against that wall. And so that that's really one of the most uh, common issues that I see uh, with women that, that I mentor, knowing that uh, they have to realize that they can do and that they don't have to choose between uh, the the kids and the husband uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and their hopes and dreams and that even though they're helping other people accomplish this and even though they, they, they're trying to be the best wife or trying to be the best mate or whatever, you know, they can still be an individual outside of that and be confident in who they are and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to embrace whatever trauma or whatever circumstances that surround them because all of that works together to help us become and develop into uh, that greatness that we were 
created and destined to be in the first place. You know, without me telling my story and sharing so many Mm -hmm. layers of my story and going through the healing Mm -hmm. process and reliving all that trauma even from childhood, you know, without me doing that, I could not be who I am. I could not influence the women that uh, I influence all over the world. I could not be who I am without the things that happened to me and the things that I've been able to share so openly uh, with, mm-hmm. with with people uh, and even with my family, you know, because it's easy to tell for me to tell something to a stranger or to share something with a stranger who don't know me. But what about the, those family members that you, you you've sat in silence with for so long trying to protect mm-hmm. uh, the family name and the dignity and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, when you expose a thing, you don't know who's going to be hurt or who's going to be uh, set free or who's going to be bothered by it, but you can't allow that stop you from uh, being and becoming who you are created to be. And much of it is uh, letting go of the shame, even if it's uh, family shame, even if it's a family secret that has, um, uh, you know, uh, traumatized the family for years. You know, it has to be broken in order uh, for change to come in. So so you expose it. You expose it for what it is. Yes, I trust me, trust and believe. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely right there on the same level with you. <laughs> um, yes, ma'am. I, oof, oof, yeah, you, you, you struck a nerve right there for sure, Ms. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so true because so many people do hide so much, and it's like you know, um, you, in my mind, I started thinking like I got to save other people. Like it's mm-hmm. time to start speaking up and stop keeping these secrets, and start speaking up about things that's going on. Um, because, um, you know, some people sit there and they worship this person or these people and, and don't even know what they're worshiping, or what I, you know, look up to, I should say. So yeah. Trust and believe, I, I understand that for sure. <laughs> but um, now I know a lot of that um, um, trauma, uh, and I noticed that even with me and my business, with me growing, I'm just so thankful that I have some of the mentors and coaches that I have around me. But I know some of that past trauma really have a lot of effect on people that want to, you know, be entrepreneurs and, um, you know, um, um, be in different kind of relationships and stuff like that. Um, what kind of things have you helped some of the women with um, with their business? Um, because it's very important to kind of stay, be able to be focused, laser focused. But I know sometimes those tra- tra- uh, past traumas can um, um, uh, interrupt having, you know, your relationships with other people to become a true business owner or entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Building those relationships. Have you ran into any situations like that with some of the women that you um, that you coach and mentor? To help them get oh, their business off the ground, anything like that? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Even starting from uh, ground zero, you know, one, one of the things, you know, we, we think that, oh, we got this grand idea. It's going to uh, jump off. It's going to make me lots of money, and I'm going to live happily ever after. Uh, when you have uh, lack of discipline in your personal life, Mm-hmm. That same lack of discipline is going to follow you into your business life. So it's about uh, doing the groundwork, you know, putting your a vision on paper, lining out your blueprint or your business plan, so to speak. And so this is where I have to, even people who are already established, when I ask to see a business plan or or, or to uh, ask you questions about your the foundations of your business, many of them don't have it, so we have to go back to uh, ground zero because business is much like relationships. Business is much like uh, the cycle of life. You have your 
highs and you have your lows. And it takes a level of discipline and of know-how and focus to plan for all things. And so one of the main things that I find that people have uh, lacked is to write out their business plan and to uh, create flexibility and allow yourself uh, grace, to have a little grace in that business just like we do with life because your personal life and your business life are like a marriage. And so you can't escape one without the other. They're going to impact Mm -hmm. one another. And if you're not disciplined in finances in your personal life, it's going to spill over into your business life. And without uh, a good, solid financial plan, you don't really have a business at all. And so it, it can be stressful and it can create chaos. But one thing about it, you must stay the course. If... I allow the things that go on in my personal life to keep me from tending to uh, my business life and giving it all that I have on each day. Today I wouldn't have a business. I I wouldn't have a business because we go through so much in our personal life that uh, it takes a toll on us. So it's about learning systems and automations and uh, uh hiring employees sometimes, so to speak, to help you uh, delegate tasks and take some of that strain off of you. Uh, And many of them just don't know. We don't know what we don't know in life. We don't know what we don't know in business. And it's about taking that plan, putting a plan together that works for you, and, and that would also relieve you of some of that time and that stress and putting it to work. And and many people Mm -hmm. don't. They think that it's their business, and they feel like they have to um, hover over it all, so to speak, kind of like the helicopter mom, so to speak. You know, and we're Mm -hmm. hovering over this business, and we're holding on to it so tight, nothing's getting in, nothing's going out. And we get frustrated. We get frustrated because it drains us, you know, it it, it's draining our time, it's draining our energy, it's taking time away from my family, and so we're quick to give up on it. We're quick to mm-hmm. throw in the towel without even giving it a chance to develop. A business, much right. like a seed, you know, when you plant that seed and you begin to see the produce from which you plant it, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. And many of us, you know, we, maybe we start in it goes real good and it jump starts that fire overnight, but eventually, you know, that fire is going to die down. You're going to have slower uh, sales. You're going to have slower moments. What do you do in that time when, when things are not booming, so to speak? And then uh, media doesn't help. You know, media uh, in business, you see everybody out there uh, promoting and it looks like businesses are going well, and you get distracted mm-hmm. by that. You get distracted mm-hmm. by uh, what you see or what you think you see, and uh, it becomes discouraging for many people in their businesses. And so I try to help people find their own lane mm-hmm. in their business, try to help them understand uh, their business models and uh, understand who it is that they're really uh, seeking to target with their business uh, who can benefit from it, and just narrow down that focus, narrow down understanding what systems and automations are going to work best for you so it doesn't mm-hmm. consume all your time and, 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 and your frustration, and, and then just kind of help stimulate ideas uh, that you have in you. You know, we do something, mm-hmm. we start something, and, and, and we're contending that, and it, when it's not working, we say, oh, maybe it wasn't meant to be. But maybe mm-hmm. uh, you're at that moment where it's time to dream bigger and expand and, and add more to it. So I like to stimulate thought and uh, suggestions and things like that also uh, to people to mm-hmm. help them understand that uh, it doesn't stop here. Just because you can sell right. the T-shirts, you know, that doesn't mean that right. you stop here because the T-shirts aren't selling anymore. It's, it's time to dream bigger. You know, I wrote yes, one ma'am. book who would think that, um, 
eight books later, you know, that uh, I would have done this, and it has became a system. I didn't know it was a system starting out. Uh, I just thought I was writing a book and sharing my journey and helping uh, other women overcome uh, some of their traumas. But in the midst of it all, you know, as I continue to write and as I continue to expound on uh, the things that are in me that evolve every day, you know, this is my system. This is who I am. This is what I do. And in in all of it, it, it's educating people. It's uh, encouraging people. It's empowering people to understand that this is life. You don't accomplish something, and then once you accomplish that, it's done and over with. When you accomplish right. something, you continue to evolve. You should continue to mm-hmm. dream expand and expand and mm-hmm. develop. And so this is mm-hmm. what life looks like. This is what life looks yeah. like, and this is why so many of us get stuck. We, we're stuck in our lives. We're stuck in business. We're stuck in relationships mm-hmm. because we accomplished that one thing. Oh, we wanted to be married by 30, so we got married. And had a family, we got a house with the picket fence, and we sit back like we're satisfied. But if you mm-hmm. really have something great in you, like I know that you do, we're never satisfied, and that's okay. Right. We want to always expound and evolve and develop, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we we have to be okay with that. Life yes, change, ma'am. business change, relationships change, and uh, we have to be okay with being okay and. Uh, just connecting with people that are going to um, share positive energy and they uh, don't mind taking us by our hands sometimes, so to speak, which is some of the hardest things for us, uh, especially uh, minority women to do in our culture, is to mm-hmm. trust one another to uh, help us along the way. Right. And that's the, that's the biggest obstacle is uh, finding another sister that would, that that want to um, trust you. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I, I just, now, I know um, you created that seven-step system that you're kind of talking about. Um, and what was it that encouraged you to, to start the seven-step um, system, um, you know, to creating a better me? Um, tell me a little bit about that. What was it that encouraged you to start that seven-step? Was it, um, you know, did you find yourself when you was trying to help women try to put a plan together, was that one of the reasons would, um, that encouraged you to start them steps? Well, well, absolutely. You know, when people reach out to you, we think we need one one thing. You know, there's a, right. uh, a woman, so to speak, she may reach out, think she needs one thing, but mm-hmm. then as we begin to peel back the layers and begin to go through uh, the steps of helping with one thing, we realize, you know, our lives are like onions and there's many layers <laughs> mm-hmm. to our lives. Yes, and in order that, in order to um, really break down that foundation and to uh, really uh, understand the blueprints of our life, it's all in systems. We are complex beings. We're not just uh, made up of hands. We have hands uh, we have wrists, we have an arm. <laughs> I mean, you right. know, we have shoulders. You know? and so <laughs> all of them need their own individual together. attention. That, that's right. <laughs> right. And they, they have their own function. And, and, mm-hmm. and so it's no different than anything else that we deal with in, in our lives or our relationships or our business. You know, there's going to be many layers. And once you begin to work on one layer, you're going to find that there's another. And this is how the system evolves, you know, just through writing the books. You know, mm-hmm. I got through one thing and realized that, uh, hey, there's something else that needs to be said. There's something else in our lives that needs to be done. And so we're complex mm-hmm. beings, and 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 we're going to always um, be triggered or, or um, going to always be uh, conditioned to believe something or or to be told something that that's going to simulate thought. And so the only way mm-hmm. that we don't get lost in the translation of it all is to understand what our purpose is, understand uh, where we fit and what lane uh, we're created to uh, ride in and uh, to unfold the layers of our own lives. And, and, th- and that's where the system evolves. It evolves in uh, starting with the basics, starting 
with where we are and who we are and looking at us and evolved into uh, now that we've mastered this, what's the next step, what's the next level, what do we do? And and so that's where the system comes in at. It's just help mm-hmm. taking uh, women from one step to the next step. Because like I said, it's easy to say, well, I've overcome that or I'm okay with that or I've forgiven. But what about when those triggers um, show up? What about when right. uh, you smell that smell that uh, mm-hmm. triggers and stimulates thoughts that puts you uh, back in that state of depression or that state of trauma or, or, or sets you back a few years? What about then? And so this is what the system is all about. This is why my books are so important to uh, my speaking platform and the books are important to the business that I do is because it not only helps you understand your blueprint, but then it begins to break it down, begins Mm -hmm. to break it down individually Mm -hmm. so that uh, you can really see and really do the work that is important for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. It definitely makes a big difference. Yes, ma'am. And some of the other things you do is help them with the, the financial education, too. And that's the part I, that's really appealing to me um, because, you know, of course, I'm in financial services, too. So it's all about that education, get, being educated um, to help, be able to help yourself. Um, so that, you know, that's another thing, too, of course. Well, you know, one of the biggest lessons that we miss in the in our culture is financial education. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're taught um, go to school, get a good job, you know, make good grades, all that good stuff. But uh, without a financial education, we can make all the money uh, in the world, and we can still be living paycheck to paycheck. We can still not understand mm-hmm. how to generate uh, generational wealth, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, connected to your uh, home-based businesses and, and that talent that you have. And so one of the things that was important for me in this system is to generate product that was easy to understand. Uh, and this mm-hmm. is where uh, my book, Financial Education Simplified, you know, in Recreating a Better Me, you know, I open up with uh, a financial education. It's very basic and, and uh you know, it asked some financial questions and things like that. But it was early in my learning, early in my understanding of what financial education is. But as I began to self-educate and begin to understand what, uh, it, how important financial education is, you know, I put mm-hmm. together this book, Financial Education Simplified, and it actually, you know, for – someone who is starting from poverty uh, like I did, you know, it it helps us understand how we're conditioned to not really understand how money works. Many of us, you know, we make money and we go to work and we pay the bills and we think that that is all that is to life. And so uh, we're exhausted. We're exhausted. We don't have the understanding of how important it is to put together a financial defense. We don't even understand uh, how to break down the dollar bill so that, uh, you know, we use it in a way that's going to be productive for us and it's going to uh, yield a return, a good uh, return on the other other end of it. Uh, and so, it was important for me to write this book to help people understand that no matter what our income is, with a good, simple financial education or financial mm-hmm. uh, ground, we can all begin to generate generational wealth. And uh, exactly. that's why this book is so so important. And so, no, I didn't use the big um financial terms and all of that that people use that go over our head. I use very simple language. I walk it step by step to help you understand what financial 
what a financial education look like and how you yourself, regardless of whatever your income is, can generate and begin to build a uh, generational wealth for you and your family. And it is important. Mm-hmm. It is important. Right. Uh, many of us are in uh, high poverty communities. You know, many of us, mm-hmm. you know, we're single parent, single parent uh, women uh, raising these kids and it's sucking up a lot of our money. Well, I can help you and show you how to turn that financial situation around. So not only do you um, are able to uh, create a budget and, and live a lifestyle within that budget, but also how you're able to get that money back and be, be able to use it to create a financial defense for you and your family and to be able to uh, live financially independent mm-hmm. and not have to uh, live paycheck to paycheck. Mhm. I remember when I first came into financial services, I had um had um found this guy. His name was Mr. Earl, and Mr. Earl had a um a learning disability. But what Mr. Earl did was he started saving his money, right? Started and he was a parking lot attendant. Only made twelve dollars an hour. But what he started doing was saving twenty five dollars, putting twenty five dollars away each month. And then once he, um, you know, um, built up enough cash that he wanted, he actually um, took that money and invested it. And this man was able to save over a half a million dollars at the time when I learned about him um, just by putting $25 away. So even though we might be in those situations where we feel like we can't save money, you you have to find some kind of way to save something somewhere, if that makes sense. And so he just so happened the parking lot that he worked in was in a financial district, and he built relationships with some of those people that actually worked in those financial buildings. And so they ended up showing him how to invest his money, and now that man um, educate and teach other people how to invest their money. So a lot of times, you know, in our communities, we think that we don't have enough money or we don't make enough money to be able to save. Um, the problem is we have to um, work, we have to train our mindset and not even think that we can save our money the way we was, were, uh, you know, being taught generationally. And what that means, like you said, throwing our money in the bank and, and uh, going to college and thinking we're going to live this, this lavish life. There's more to that in life. You have to learn how to put your money in the right places for it to work. Um, but at the same time, you got to start something before you even get anywhere. So, again, just finding the smallest amount of money you can to start saving. And even if you don't see that money accumulate to 500000 at least you can start it for your children. And oh, uh, yeah. people don't know that there's plans out there. You can actually simply a simplified educated plan to put in place for you and your kids, okay, to be able to still build generational wealth, but you just got to be open to allow somebody to teach you. And uh, one of the things I did learn, it only takes 10 or 15 minutes to educate people. (laughs) Simple things like the rule of 72, oh, my God. All you got to do is look that up. You know what I mean? But just to start getting, you know, become to be open to to become educated so that you can help yourself and help your children. Um, And it's a lot of closed-minded people, and they, they feel like they can't trust people. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why we would trust the people that wasn't winning, <laughs> but we can't trust people that's trying to help us win. <laughs> yeah, that well, that, that's, that's, it's all about that conditioning, that conditioning that mm-hmm. we, we've been conditioned to since since birth, I mean, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you mm-hmm. think the baby uh, cries for uh, mommy or, or whoever the caregiver is when uh, they're out of the room? You know, and and, mm-hmm. and out of their sight. You know, those are those are trust issues that uh, we've been uh, conditioned to all of our lives. You know, so uh, it's hard to overcome that. It's hard mm-hmm. to overcome that mediocrity because mediocrity mm-hmm. is what's average. It's what's norm. What's considered to be norm, and anything that goes above or beyond that, you know, it, it creates. Uh, the need for change, and many of us mm-hmm. are 
fearful when it comes to change. You know, we, we fear change. We fear that success. We fear uh, something different. And so, um, you know, it's about breaking down those mental walls, those mental barriers, and uh, being being uh, focused on uh, desiring change and something better so mm-hmm. that we're able to reach mm-hmm. out uh, to other people who can help us right. uh get that change that we seek, yeah. You know, the biggest fear I had was to um to be broke and to stay broke. <laughs> and once someone educated me, oh my goodness, I was hungry to to, to get more information. You know what yeah. I mean? Being, of course you still gotta do your research. <laughs> That part, yes, ma'am. Being broke is easy. You know, it doesn't require us to do anything uh, different. You know, and just uh, follow that same system for generation after generation. You're gonna get. You're gonna learn. It doesn't require you to change. It doesn't require you to, uh, you know, to have a different kind of financial uh, conversation with other people. You know, it allows you to stay comfortable in what. uh, the 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 environment that you're in, and um, mm-hmm. so I mean, you know, we we can see how that happens. Um, we've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. I was great, famous, Bray. <laughs> I actually did that. I, I, you know, I was I came across the money at one time, and I stayed in that same environment. And that same environment brought me right back where I started. Absolutely, that's, absolutely, that's something powerful right there. And if you don't change your mindset, you're going to stay stuck, not just <laughs> mentally, but financially. <laughs> just I call yeah. it stuck stuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that, that right there was enough to scare me to say, I want to change. <laughs> I want to do something different. I want to hang around different people that's tired of being stuck, being stuck with, you know, with everything. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just been a beautiful journey that I've been on for the last 10 years. And um, so that's why I always try to invite people to my surroundings. I'm just saying. Um, but let me <laughs> you actually... can invite them. You can't make them come. Uh, can't exactly. Press the issue, but you can throw a nugget in there every now and then, kind of like uh, my mm-hmm. sister did for me uh, when she began mm-hmm. to talk to me about uh, finances and uh, the different dynamics of, of, of how, you know, I can change mm-hmm. my life financially. You know, it's all about a conversation. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't force it, but all you can do is plan all you can do is just, eventually yes, it'll begin ma'am. to uh, manifest. Girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Ms., uh, Mrs. Bray, let me ask you a quick question. Those, the women that you've been helping and mentoring and coaching, um, what are, I mean, is, is there a certain age range or um, how do you determine who to, you know who you're gonna be uh, that helps or what kind of women been reaching out to you like the age ranges? Uh, mainly, I target women ages 35 to 65 years of age, and much mm-hmm. of that is because you know at this age, and uh, in, in this point in, in our lives, we we realize at this state that uh, whatever we're doing or have been doing is not working and is not not yielding mm-hmm. satisfaction. <laughs> For us, you know, and, the kids are growing up, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. relationships may or may not have worked up into this point. And they just desire something uh, different in life. And I, I think that they've been through enough. They they pretty much have an idea that that mm-hmm. now I'm ready for uh, to trust somebody. I, I really need somebody that I can trust to uh, help guide mm-hmm. me through this next level in life. And, and though I've helped you know, others, younger uh, women and even some men that have reached out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for guidance and things. You know, ma- the main ones that uh, I target is uh, women, uh, working women, women who um, may or may not uh, have a college degree but mm-hmm. that are just ready to uh, expand and expound on and tap into what they know that they have in them, uh, bringing their dreams and aspirations to pass. And so uh, those are the people mm-hmm. that uh, I target. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say that age because 
I remember when I woke up one day, it was so crazy. I, I remember this day just as clear as day. I woke up when I was 36 years old. And I said, there got to be more to life than this. I mean, oh, my God. I was I was working, I promise you, at least 40 to 60 hours a week at this. Um, mm-hmm. I worked in the group home at the, at the time. And um, I was a supervisor, and I was there. It, I seemed like I lived my life there. And uh, and I still was broke <laughs> every time I came yeah. home to get that paycheck. And I was like, is this all about life, is going to work, come home, go to sleep, and come back and do it all? do it all over again, like, is this it? And so um, it really, the entrepreneurship, even though I was raised around a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they didn't teach me, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it really did not wake me up all the way until I was 46 years old. Wow. And ever since then, I changed my surroundings. I said, I need to I need to do something different. I need to get around some different people because this, I can't win like this. Yeah. But and, think um, about the, your average 46-year-old. Many of them think that, oh, it's too late. I should have done this earlier. Think about your average mm-hmm. woman, 35 to 65 years of age. They think, oh, mm-hmm. it's too late. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's too late for me. I should have done this years ago. I've always dreamed of doing this. No, you still can. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you don't get to enjoy your dream but a day or a moment, I mean, it is what it is. At least when you die, you die empty. At least when you die, you right. die giving it all you had on this side. So, I mean, it's not right. too late. As long as you got breath in your body, it's not too late. Right. It's funny you said that because I remember I spoke with this young with this lady um, before, and um, me and her were just sitting down having a chit chat over some coffee at McDonald's. And um, I was educating her. We were going over some education, financial education. And she just started crying, and I was like, what? I said, just talk to me and tell me what's going on. She said, where were you at 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. She said, mm-hmm. do you know if, she said, if you wouldn't have bought me a meal, I wouldn't have been, if I would have spent $1, I wouldn't have been able to pay my rent. That's right. And she said, I'm, she said I, I, I've been so sick about, um, you know, how can I make it and how did I get to this place? And a lot of again, a lot of people don't they don't start hitting us until we late forties or fifties, and we're getting closer to retirement, and we and we thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to? Mm. Yeah, and we I get ready so to retire, and 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 we're not prepared because we spent mm-hmm. all our money raising the kids and making sure the kids mm-hmm. had everything that they need, and we neglected ourselves. So yeah, I can mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, relate, you know, many people we start, we start late, you know, we're trying to raise mm-hmm. the kids, trying to keep food on the table and a roof going. over uh, our head, mm-hmm. you know, we're not thinking about retirement, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, as time goes on, the kids are growing up and uh, our lives are forced to change because the kids are move, growing up, moving out and they got their own life and then here we are, mm-hmm. we don't even know who we are, and so yeah, it's, right. it's so reality for so many of us, and so uh, right. you know we can change that dynamic today. You know, just by having a conversation <laughs> and uh, right. even just getting a book. You know, just ordering yes, my book. So uh, it, it help guide well, you uh, through that. Yes, ma'am. Well, we got two minutes left, Miss uh, Mrs. Bray. Tell tell the audience how they can get in contact with you um, before our show ends. Uh, the best way to reach me is through my link tree. That's link tree slash and Trisha Bray Smith. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash A-N-N-T-R-I-C-I-A-B-R-A-Y-S-M-I-T-H. Uh, there on my link tree, there's some free and affordable resources for you and also uh, a link to my website and where you can get books and uh, make a uh, get a compliment, uh, complimentary uh, connection mm-hmm. call with me so that we can uh, see if maybe I'm a good fit to uh, be your mentor or uh, help uh, connect you with the resources that you need or that you desire to get where mm-hmm. you desire to go and reach in your life. So, yeah, that's Linktree slash and Trisha Bryce Smith. Yes, ma'am. I really enjoyed you on our show again, Miss M. Antricio. I really enjoyed you. 
Well, I've enjoyed uh, being here with you, Faith, and it's always a pleasure. And uh, I look forward uh, to, like I say, seeing your book. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I will go and order it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, again, welcome. I mean, um, I uh, want to thank Ms. Antricia Bray for coming on the Faith Focus Finish Blog Talk Show. And um, if you want to, you know, looking for any advertisement or radio spins or radio interviews, you can contact me at 478-219-5900. And you guys have a great day, and uh, stay blessed. Happy holidays, Mrs. Bray. Happy holidays to you as well. All right. Take care. Depressed, didn't 